0: Hey there nature lovers, welcome to the Spooky Bunch podcast. We've been waiting for this about a year, but just to kind of coincide with the release of the Spooky Bunch podcast, I will say that there will be a merch code. That code is for 10% off anything on our store, Um, and that code will be SPOOKY, all caps, 2022. So SPOOKY, S-P-O-O-K-Y, 2022. That's spooky bunch and this year, Spooky2022. I'll also say that will also can coincide. I'll also say that will also coincide with a couple new releases as well. So if you're interested in any of that kind of stuff, go check out our merch store. You can find it by going to ww.thebirdybunchpodcast.com. That's spooky twenty twenty-two for ten percent off. With that said, though, let's get into it. There, all you crazy nature lovers, welcome back to another spooky bunch episode. It feels so good to say that it's great to be back. It's officially October, folks. And on a spooky bunch, you know, you may have heard before, we talk everything conservation, education, and fascination with a flare of drama of spooks, of s- gaffs, of sprites and spirits, and everything in between. I am so excited to be able to bring you all of this, redive into some of my favorite topics, some of my favorite episodes that we've done in the past, some of my favorite initiatives we do at the Birdie Bunch Podcast. Before we do that, though, I'd be remiss to not introduce my good friends and co-hosts. Good friends and co-hosts, how y'all doing?
1: i'm doing okay my name is cj i'm rhyming not on timing because i'm a poet but you already knew it nailed it yeah (laughs) thank you thank you yeah thank you I, i was trying to match matt's completely unhinged energy but mine turned out to be like psycho (laughs) yeah. <laughs> like killer like i'm gonna murder you
0: it's, really a, different e- it's a different energy it's a different mm-hmm. energy my apologies it's applicable to the season but yeah it's a little mm-hmm. different a little different i have another good friend and co-host well actually well yeah. actually
2: well actually um <laughs> my You're name Kessler, is britney and i'm doing pretty well and we have we have
1: a special, uh, special go- co-host today. Special goats. Special ghosts. Who's I thought you were going to say ghost, and then
0: Jay 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 said ghost, and I was like, wait, goat? What?
2: Ghost host.
0: Ghost host. Who's the, the ghost hostess. host?
2: Hello.
3: I am Adam, Brittany's husband.
1: Oh, my goodness. Hello, and welcome to the Birdie Bunch podcast, Adam. Wait, what podcast? The Birdie Bunch. Mm-hmm. Are you sure about that? Oh, I'm wrong. I'm so
0: sorry.
2: Adam Adam got it for you. Uh,
0: ah, Thanks, oh, Adam. Brutal. Thanks, Adam. You know what's crazy? Adam's never been on the Birdie Bunch podcast.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: Even today, after today, yeah. Adam's never been on the Birdie we Bunch, Bunch Birdie podcast. Bunch. Well, how are y'all doing today, good friends and co hosts, normal and special?
1: Well, I was a little bit thrown because you didn't, you like, didn't, you like, were like, I'm Matt. And how are you guys doing? So I was a little bit thrown, <laughs> as you may or may not have been able to tell by my impromptu poor poetry. Um, but I'm okay. It's October, so still busy, but I'm I'm starting to slow down. My my emotional uh, and physical body cannot maintain the busyness at which I'm continuously cruising at. Um, Brittany and Adam, how are you all thriving?
2: Um. Well, we're doing well. We've just been just been working. To be honest, lots lots of working. I decorated for Halloween, and as of recording, we're recording very early, and uh, it's only September. But there's there is zero reason why you shouldn't decorate early, especially when it brings you joy.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You're Adam, good. how are you?
2: I'm good. Just
3: busy working and you know, we just love living in Missouri.
2: There you go. For you. for listeners' enjoyment.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I'll yeah. go out. I'll make sure, go out I'll right I'll, I'll I'll harmonize you with Adam Levine. <laughs>
0: Please
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, how are we doing?
0: i'm I'm doing well uh i went to go pick up from moth traps uh when the day before as of recording and someone stole my moths <laughs> like left all the equipment all you know stuff worth like thousands of dollars but stole my bugs and i'm very confused by that um That's a
2: very weird fact
0: <laughs> it's really really weird i'm genuinely confused by it at first
1: at first i thought maybe you were like oh no it's it's the it's the like a little animal came and just ate all the moths no someone actually stole my bugs
2: like for the person that stole your moths that's a weird flex like Mm -hmm. someone's gonna ask where they found that moth and then be like well actually
0: (laughs) i stole this moth
2: various moth stealer man Mm -hmm. It's not Mothman. It's the Moth Stealer
1: Man. I was gonna say, speaking of Moth Stealer Man, Mothman, what's our episode? It's cryptids. Mm-hmm. Let's hey, let's yo. move out of this weird, spooky intro
0: <laughs> and get into this weird, spooky creature feature. CJ, why don't y'all take it away?
1: Okay. <laughs> before I give you any more details about it can you guys give me any non-spoilery hints or teasers for this creature feature
0: every time I think about this creature honestly like I just think whoa
1: that's that's very funny and very specific and I'll explain why that's funny and specific in just a second
2: Not an elephant I keep...
1: <laughs> oh that's good that's a good one Adam
0: <laughs> you you know what like, that's I genuinely even, a good hint. I can't even deny it is it not, is not an, elephant. an elephant.
1: I like that one a lot.
2: We're, we're married. That's my answer.
1: <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. That's fair. So what if you may have an opportunity to tell uh, through those non-spoilery hints and teasers, our creature feature for today is the ivory-billed woodpecker. So Matt said it would make him say, whoa. Um, Ivory-billed woodpecker, their banding code was I-B-W-O, so that's kind of what he was referring to there. Ivory-billed woodpeckers um, are the largest woodpeckers nor- north of uh, Mexico and the third largest in the world. Um, they're ba- basically found in all of these old-growth forests in the southeastern United States, even into like Cuba and places in the Bahamas and little islands in the Caribbean. And basically, destructions of habitat basically caused severe population declines in the 1800s to basically only very, very, very small numbers surviving into the 20th century. According to allaboutbirds.org, it was thought to have gone extinct in the middle of the 20th century, but apparently it was rediscovered in, quotes Big Woods region of Arkansas in 2004 but has not been relocated since. Ivory-billed woodpeckers are continuously reported to be seen, particularly in states surrounding Arkansas where that big woods is. But it's very likely that this species is officially extinct. There are many ivory-billed woodpecker truthers out there who will tell you that I'm wrong. And I'm friends with some of those ivory-billed woodpecker truthers. But you know, it's it's uh, an example of a species similar to the thylacine, like we talked about a few weeks ago, or the Tasmanian tiger, that many believe could still exist, and even more want to make sure it does exist. So, ivory billed woodpecker is it is it here? Is it not here? What's its deal? Uh, people think that you know, oh, if it's if it survived anywhere, it survived on some of these small islands in the Caribbean. The last confirmed sighting in Cuba was in 1986. Even more, like even less recently, it was in some islands. Was hadn't been seen since the 1950s. In 2010, a search for them didn't produce any sightings. And again, only very, very, very niche spottings have been seen of the ivory billed woodpecker in the past 30 years. And all of these sightings have since been debunked. Um. What are our thoughts on the ivory billed woodpecker?
0: Well, before we actually go into any thoughts, can I just say please? I think some of our thoughts should include maybe tiering the ivory
1: billed woodpecker. Like as a cryptid?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now that's pretty fun.
0: What would we uh what would we uh, as,
1: rate- a, as a as a cryptid if we're because this is this is a tier list episode ranking all different types of cryptids. Um, I guess if as a cryptid, I would probably rank this pretty low because it has been discovered, even though there's like sightings of it and the sightings are continuously being debunked. But like, I don't know. I think I'm gonna go with like C tier. It's pretty middling. I I I don't know how I feel about the Abbey Woodpecker like still being around. Like I feel pretty middle ground about it. I think I'm going with C tier. Maybe you guys, Brittany and Adam, you can share your thoughts and then also share your tier
2: so so thought wise i think that i would up until like a couple of years ago i would have said that it's probably extinct forever for good people need to eat over it however i did watch for a very short period of time there was a show where this this dude i'm not going to name the show because i've since found out this guy is not maybe the most reputable person. So like this guy would literally go out to like different places to look for animals that had been claimed to be extinct.
1: Oh, I've never heard of this show. That sounds fun.
2: So wait, he's I'm problematic. Gonna... That sucks. He yeah. they had some
3: fun episodes,
2: but so like I don't want to say that you know, that the woodpecker is that this woodpecker is completely extinct cuz you know, he, there's always a chance but I'm gonna put it down in D tier for being a cryptid because one, we knew it was like a real animal, like it was not hidden, like we've knew we've known about it. So I'm gonna say it's a D tier because I don't feel like it's a, you know really a cryptid. What about you, At? What about you, Adam?
3: I have to go with a D as well. Um, yeah, I mean it was already discovered.
2: I mean it's a freaky
3: looking bird I mean if it came out of the woods at me in the middle of the night I would scream and
1: it's I like a big that. bird too like but it's the biggest piece of woodpecker have you seen pileated woodpeckers that are like pretty common where we're all at it's bigger than the pileated woodpecker and that's a big bird I mean yeah. they
0: called it the lord god bird I just like everyone did remember. they that's... yeah that's what because everyone would see it and they go lord god like that's literally why it was called <laughs> that yeah
3: like like that's a big it's a big bird and I would I would be freaked out if that thing came flying at me.
0: Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go a little bit different. I'm gonna say S plus because the drama that surrounds it in the Facebook group dedicated to rediscovering it is unquestionably some of the best drama you'll ever see. And it's very but
1: to, It's very similar to drama you'd see in like Bigfoot groups too, which is really interesting. Where like someone it's, will post a picture. And, like, other people just, like, scream, like, no, that's not the thing that I saw. Like, that's clearly not right. Or, like, so, like, a little tiny thing will be posted. And it's like, oh, my God, this is proof. This is it.
0: It's, it's really people
1: funny. Are, people are very hardcore for the Ivory-Billed Woodpecker. Like I mentioned, there are Ivory-Billed Woodpecker truthers out there.
0: It's hilarious.
1: And right now, because three of us have negatively ranked the Ivory-Billed Woodpecker, they're just, like, cri- they're cri- cri- critic bombing the Birdie Bunch podcast because of it. They're foaming at
0: the mouse <laughs> right now. They're foaming.
2: We just said it wasn't a cryptid. Yeah, I'm not saying anything against the birds specifically. <laughs> it's just not a cryptid. Which, I, would,
1: I would have to agree. I would have to agree.
2: Which really, if you think about it, is a positive to their
1: Right, which means that it could still be a bird today. Whoa! Rank us highly, you ebo truthers.
0: <laughs> I think the the problem being though is like, is that considered a cryptid? Is that not a cryptid? If the thylacine is considered a cryptid, they have the, the same treatment.
1: It, is the thylacine considered a cryptid? I don't. Think I that think it at is. this
0: point it's a little bit of a poster child for cryptids. Is it? I definitely I would not I
1: argue. I would definitely
0: not
2: I would agree with you. Be, yeah.
1: But I'm I'm interested to hear more about our, all of our takes on cryptids later in this episode. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Brittany, you wanna lead us in current events?
3: Yeah.
2: So with um everybody's mind debating on what is and is not a cryptid, We're gonna jump over to current events and talk about something that's definitely not a cryptid, but something that we have not learned about this specific species of animal before. So this comes from The Guardian and it says, the title reads, male dolphins form lifelong bonds that help them find mates. And so dolphins will form decade-long social bonds and cliques and groups and things um, to help one another in social situations, to find mates and to, to fend off competitions and predators and things like that. And um, researchers haven't found these specific behaviors in previous animals. And so in the article, is uh, the this quote comes from Dr. Richard Connor? It says these dolphins have long term stable alliances, and they have intergroup alliances, alliances of alliances of alliances, really. And so, basically, uh, before this study, co- uh, cooperative alliances uh, were really only seen in us as humans, and they noted it in these bachelor groups of dolphins and basically they were just being each other's wingmen and helping each other find mates and things like that um and so i thought it was really cool just because we're i feel like we're always learning new information about animals that i feel like a lot of people think we've already know so much about but like to just learn more about their social dynamics and things like that i just find it super fascinating um and yeah what are we how do y'all feel about these cool little social structure for the dolphin
1: i mean dolphins are always doing weird stuff like they've always had weird social structures they always are doing weird activities like i'm correct me if i'm wrong you guys might know this maybe it's a fact i have just read in a book somewhere a million years ago but like aren't dolphins Like one of five species to have like recreational sex,
2: yes. Like
1: most other animals don't do that,
2: yeah. It's dolphins, like chimps, bonobos, bonobos, chimps, and I forget the fifth.
1: There's probably another weird porpoise, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah,
1: um, but yeah, no, so like they're always doing weird stuff, um. So I'm not fully surprised to hear that there's like, oh, I'm a dolphin with a wingman. (laughs) But that's really, really interesting.
2: Sometimes I think about like, like these dolphins going into a little dolphin bar being like, hey, (laughs) let me just Just have my friend to like fill out the bus. Just the
1: dude bro, (laughs) Chad Dolphins. Just like my buddy back there really thinks you're hot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Let me buy you a drink. That's nice. <laughs> I did. Thanks. I, did. I hate it. <laughs> All right, Matthew, wrap it up.
0: And this has been the Birdie. <laughs> um, well, you know, with that said, I think at this point we can kind of fly our way into the main topic of this episode. You'll probably be a little bit surprised to see this because, well, we don't normally. Granted, I I won't say normally, but, you know, the past two years, we have done this episode on a different day. Season 1, episode 7, is the Cryptid Bunch. Season 2, episode 7, Cryptids 2. This is not, this is not, you may have noticed, this is not actually episode 7 of the season what we're looking at right now is the beginning of the spooky bunch which means today we're going to be not only discussing cryptids with our good friend adam but we're also going to be tearing them that's right folks today is a tier list today's a special cryptid episode which means it couldn't be on the seventh episode of the season because otherwise it would break form and that made me uncomfortable anyways to start off this tier list I kind of wanted to get everyone's opinions and thoughts on just cryptozoology in general, especially because we have a new face here for the Birdie Bunch podcast.
1: Well, it would be a new voice, technically.
0: Well, we see a new face.
1: If you, if you sign up to our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Birdie podcast, you can see, see a new face.
2: I see the face all the day. You. You,
1: see, you see the face all the day.
2: All, all the days.
1: I see all, the face all, all the day.
2: The days, all of them, is. It's a cute one.
1: It's a very cute one. Adam, do you want to share your thoughts on cryptids? I know you have a bunch.
3: Um, I love them. Um, and for a while when I was growing up, I thought about getting into the zoology field, but I never took that step. And then cryptids always just kind of opened up and it fascinated me. And it's amazing to think things could be there and things couldn't be. I want to be more skeptical believer you know i want to believe but i want to the proof not that footprint is definitely a bigfoot, you know <laughs> so i
2: don't know it's just i love it i love it so much as as um someone who's married to him i can't not love them the <laughs>
0: one who's married to him she says
2: um i i i don't believe as much as adam does but i feel like there are logical explanations to a lot of the things that that are used as evidence for um cryptids being real but i i like i like i think there's logical explanations to a lot of the things that are out there but i also think it's like i also don't think that we've discovered everything there is to discover so i definitely think that like cryptids are just other animals that have yet to be discovered look at the okapi or some of the others that we've talked previously about here on the podcast so i'm not saying that they're not real but i'm not saying that they are you know
0: for me, I just really love the, the folklore and the storytelling that oftentimes kind of come with these things. I can't say I have an opinion one way or another about their existence. I think that's kind of the whole point, right? It's currently they're cryptids because specifically they, uh, we don't know. We don't know what we know. We don't know what we don't know. And I think that's a really interesting place to be in. Um, But the stories that pop up because of that are oftentimes fascinating how quickly they radiate throughout society. And I love watching that kind of stuff happen.
1: And I I think kind of something that ties in for me about cryptids specifically is some of like my favorite species were once thought to be cryptids, right? Like things like mountain gorillas, things like Okapis. These are species that like no white person had ever seen before until like a hundred years ago. And now they're like, pretty common staples in most of our conservation settings and it's really cool to see like conservation happening around species that didn't exist to white people about 100 years ago um and i think it's really cool to think maybe like 100 years from now there's a species like a bigfoot or a loch ness monster that could potentially be the next conservation star you know what i'm saying
0: yeah i think it's particularly fascinating i want to touch on this right before Um, we actually start the tier list but you made a good point that like these were species not discovered by the white man and i just kind of want to point out that like a lot of times when you look at cryptozoology a lot of it comes down to the fact that like these folkloric things were not described in western science which does not mean that the animal doesn't exist um, which is why i love that we're able to cover topics like this because being able to look at cryptozoology you know in the lens of scientists to where like we heard stories about okapis and uh, gorillas for so long and it's like just because western science didn't listen to native cultures you know we were clearly wrong that those things didn't exist and i think that's really important to point out before we go into this i don't know why i pointed it out but i think it's an important dichotomy in re- recalling um how science is kind of percolated through society in general. I think it's an important, you know, cryptozoology can go sometimes people go too far into it, but it also provides us a good check. You know, it's a check and balance to what we view as like the academic view of society. It kind of puts puts us in our place sometimes when we think about, you know, species like the coelacanth and stuff like that that like we just didn't listen. People had been saying it was there and we didn't listen. So With that said, I figured the first cryptid that we could tier today would actually be one of Adam's choosing because I was hoping that Adam could provide us with his favorite cryptid before we actually go into any stuff that I've researched upon. So, Adam, what's your favorite that you've got going on?
3: Oh, I don't know. There's so many good ones to choose from. There's just so many, like, there's just so many good ones. And I love, you know, you know, obviously there's Bigfoot, there's Mothman, Lock Nest, the Staple. Those three are the big ones. Um, A fun one that I... A fun one is, like, I think it's called, like, the the Rock Slider or something.
0: The Rock Slide Bolter? Slide Rock Bolter?
3: Yeah, is that, I think it's the one that's, like, hangs out on mountains and slides down and eats anything in its path. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a
0: funny looking one <laughs> I like that one yeah. I like that one a lot actually I sure. think uh I would go and give that one it's basically I don't know but when I remember it looked like a whale kind of thing mm-hmm. it would it like, like you
2: know, a weird fish whale
0: yeah like fish wow. whale that would hang out on mountains and slide down and cause avalanches
1: I just gave it a quick little Google is it not just meant to be like an avalanche like, is that just? I mean,
3: that's what I would have assumed it to be. Okay, <laughs> but people were saying it was a giant whalefish coming down from the mountain.
1: And why wouldn't it be? See, my I... role here at the my my role here at the Birdie Slash Spooky Bunch podcast is to be the skeptic. <laughs> I'm the skeptic. That's that's my role. And what's well, who? Yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm leaning lower on this, this guy right here. If we were to, if you we were to rank this like weird creepy rock man, the slide rock bolter, I'd probably go like D tier. Honestly, lower than the ivory Woodpecker for sure. Definitely. Because this doesn't really feel like it could exist. This just feels like it's an avalanche.
2: I think I'm putting it at a C tier for that reason. Because I think it, it, is a testament to people's storytelling and like needing a reason for something happening and i think it's kind of cool that like all these years later you know people there's like this now this weird creature created as as a reasoning behind why avalanches happened or what they were and things like that. So I think I'm going to put it at C tier just for that storytelling aspect.
3: Yeah, I would probably go with the C as well. It's fun to think about a giant whale sliding down a mountain and eating everything in its path. But I just, I find that one a little
0: hard to believe. (laughs) I think I'll go B. Because similarly to Brittany, I really like that storytelling facet to where, like, kind of like you said, it was it, it pops up in. If I'm not mistaken. It pops up in that kind of hodag-esque, fearsome critters, kind of lumberjack, American West kind of lore. And so, what you get is kind of like what Brittany was describing. It feels like you know a reason, you know, something to describe this really traumatic oftentimes event similarly to how you had a bunch of creatures that kind of put a reason towards like trees falling and killing someone or you know stuff like that and so for that reason like to me i think it screams like we need a reason that this happened that this big traumatic event happened and i kind of like the ability to create something that's such a strong story that people are still talking about it today. I think that's really, really cool and really kind of shows how highly developed that those stories were when they were written and talked about and how strong the spread of oral tradition, oral storytelling, really, truly how important it is in just a society in general. Okay, so that was the Slide Rock Bolter, which I'm very grateful that you brought that up too because I actually didn't bring it up. So it didn't throw any of my listing into a uh awkward awkward little, you know, scenario. I'm glad that we avoided that. I think that's fun. I enjoy that a lot. Anyways, going on to our first one of my list, uh what I'll say is that this is a a, a creature that we had talked about before, so I'm not going to spend a ton of a ton of time on it i guarantee we're all highly aware of the mothman like i said admittedly you know mothman has been discussed on the pod before and not just in reference i will add to me and my creature of study so i'm not going to take too long to describe it because if you'd like to hear more about it definitely check out our first cryptid episode that is season one episode seven we've talked about mothman but blah, 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 not reference. You know all that Basically, though, I do think it would be almost a travesty not to include the seemingly cosmic, potentially doom heralding, part man, part moths, all really weird thing that hails from Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So my good friends and co-hosts, where would we rate the Mothman?
1: I mean, just from what I know about the Mothman, I've done some research on the Mothman. I'm also pretty skeptical of the Mothman. I'm only skeptical of the Mothman for one reason, and one reason is inconsistency. The OG story of the Mothman, I feel like, is quite plausible. Like this this creature with glowing red eyes and big wings, I'm I'm in, I'm fully bought. Like this, if some like mischief happens around the town, a bridge collapses. I'm fully invested. But once that bridge collapses, I feel like they were just like, oh, all of our infrastructural problems are now the Mothman's fault, and that. Unfortunately, just sent me down a hole of finding places all over the East Coast and even Midwest of them just blaming the Mothman for inconsistencies. And <laughs> frankly, that's why I am like middling on Mothman. I think I'm gonna go B tier on Mothman just because I think it's so cool. But also, I'm I can't. I mean, I'm fully fully middling. I think that's that's what I'm at. Like better than better than the freaking Rockslide McGee, but. But definitely not our best one. Definitely not our best one.
3: Well, I want to say A.
1: I know that's controversial, Adam. I know it's controversial. I think you're a big Mothman stan.
3: No, I mean, I love the story. You know, there's so many sightings, and there's still sightings today. There's a bunch out in Chicago. with Well, the that's, kind
1: of, that's kind of what I'm saying, too. Like, why did it go so far from Point Pleasant?
3: Yeah, I mean, migratory habits. Habits
1: yeah it was a uh, what is it it's an, it's an eruption year
3: <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, you know and then you think about is it just a random giant moth or was it genetically altered at the army labs that were in the point pleasant or the army bases
2: also we've been to point pleasant i'd migrate away too yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it was uh it was really cool to go see the museum you know i love all of the cryptids and something that i could go and visit i loved it it was so much fun i'm glad she let me do it um (laughs) but yeah you know just the whole story and everything about it it's it's just fun it's interesting and there's like i said there's still current sightings today so you know what's what not to love about a giant moth humanoid figure that can chase you down in your car. You know?
1: You're going you're going with A tier, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Brittany, what are you feeling?
2: I am debating between A tier and B tier. I'm kinda of like yeah. kind of like an A minus tier to be honest. I went
1: I went B, but I want to hear your reasoning for like an A minus. I wanna hear your reasoning
2: because a i think when you think of like when i think of cryptids anyway i think of the big three i think mothman nessie and bigfoot and so you can't be like you're icon legend all-star right so that's why i'm leaning a little bit more towards the a minus here and honestly going and seeing like the museum and all of that i do think that's really cool um but like, it's a little far fetched. So a minus.
1: I think that's exactly why I ranked it in B tier. I feel like if it didn't have as much like notoriety as it does, like the Mothman is like, n- like a notable cryptid, like you mentioned, one of the big three. So I think that is kind of where it landed me in B tier. Like it probably would have gone lower if it wasn't so well known. Like Rockslide McGee.
3: I mean, plus with the movie they made about Mothman.
1: Oh, they did make a Mothman movie.
3: Yes, and there was a lot of weird happenings around the set that Uh filled all of the crew.
1: Like, I know that you're right. I've read the same stories, but also, (laughs) ugh, I'm the skeptic here, folks.
0: I don't know. I see, and here's the problem, is that I don't know if you realize that you're on the Spooky Bunch podcast, not the Skeptic Bunch podcast.
1: No, I do, but you always there always has to be a dynamic where like everyone's oh, a right. believer. Yeah. You're so I'm right. gonna I'm gonna be the dynamic. I got you.
0: I'm gonna go with A tier because it's me. I'm the Mothman. So therefore, I think I deserve at least an A, right? You know that I, I think
1: just because you study moths doesn't make you the Mothman, you dingus. I'm the
0: Mothman. It's me. I'm the <laughs> Mothman. Ooh. Um, but in reality, I do think like You know, the Mothman is a great kind of example of the pandemonium that can, you know, fall out from these creatures. And I think that is particularly interesting to look at. You know what I mean? Like, there's very rarely when we talk about these folkloric creatures and stuff, do we really truly kind of see such bleed into society? And so I think for that reason, like, it's fascinating and like, I don't know, there's also a lot of weird stuff with like that, with the alien kind of related views on what the Mothman is and like that, that guy who just like every time there was appearances, like there's this guy who's just super smiley, like, I don't know, like, I just think it's kind of funky and like, it's, it's, it's a bizarre scenario. And for that reason, I think I'll go a, just cause I think it's pretty neat. Okay, so starting off strong. Seems like Mothman did at the very least okay. Like, and that's that's pretty neat. That's pretty cool. Well, so our next creature comes from the southern United States and specifically Arkansas. And more importantly, more often than not, rather than being seen, is very often heard. The Ozark Howler is truly a beast and it gets its name from its blood-curdling scream. It's a scream that those who hear it often describe it as a mix between a wolf's howl, an elk's bugle, and the maniacal cackle of a hyena. Hearing it would be scary enough if not for its large cat-like appearance, dark-colored fur sometimes described as gray, piercing eyes, and for good measure, goat-like horns. To some, the howler is nothing more than the cries of a cougar, but it is really important to note that the Arkansas Fish and Wildlife Service maintain that there's absolutely zero breeding populations of mountain lions within the state. That, compounded with some of the more notorious howler sightings, point to something potentially just a bit more sinister. In particular, a creature startling enough to pop up in reported animal sightings as recently as 2014. During October of that year, the Arkansas Game and Fish Commission actually received a chilling call from a motorist who had nearly collided with a gray, bear-sized creature running quickly down a country road. The report was startling enough to where potentially, some say, armed state wildlife officers were dispatched to go see what was the matter. Luckily, though, our job here is not to confirm nor deny whether or not this creature exists. We're just here to tear it so what say you
1: it's it's my job to deny it that's a cougar (laughs) that's a cougar we'll talk next week all about creepy animal sounds but no well cougars got a whack sound and that's exactly what they sound like it's like a like a howl mixed with like a maniacal laugh Mm, absolutely not i'm i'm a i'm a howler denier is who i am i'm bringing these bad boys lower than the rock slide mcgee this is an F tier. This is an F tier, absolutely not.
2: Based off of one singular photo that I have found off of Google Images, and just one singular one because none of the other ones look this cute. That's adorable. That is what ten thousand percent fluffy and cute. Um, yeah, probably not real, but um, adorable nonetheless. And I'm gonna put it at C tier because there's definitely um also I
1: just I just Google it for pictures too. There's one adorable picture. The rest are horrifying. (laughs)
2: That's (laughs) what I said based off this one singular photo.
1: The rest are absolute monstrosities.
2: (laughs) I still think they're kind of cute though.
1: In like a hellscape kind of way, for sure.
2: Like it's like a face only a mother could love, but like
1: no, no, it's it's a it's a cougar, Adam. What do you think?
2: I didn't even get to tear it yet.
1: Yeah, you
0: did. Did
2: I? I said c. No, quite. You awful. said C-tier.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no. c here. Yeah. No. See for forgetful.
3: Uh. <laughs> I. You know, for this one, I would probably have to say D. Why? I, I like the story behind it, you know, but again, I just think it's just a big cat, you know. It, yes, we're, we were supposed to go down to the Ozarks to go
1: uh-huh. floating. Yeah. Was
3: that a was that a reason? I was like, yes, let's go to the Ozarks so I can look for the howler. Yes, definitely i want to find it you know i would love for it to be this giant mythical hellcat <laughs> i would love that i just it it's just low on my my listing of things that i would wake up in the morning and go 100 percent real
0: yeah adam gets it I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you both on this. I don't think it's a big cat. Do I think that's because it's a bobcat? Yes, I think that. Yeah. Explains. Okay.
1: That's the cougars aren't big cats either. Technically, if that's the distinction you want to go by,
0: I I don't think I think it's uh, it's for
1: sure a species of cat though, right? It's, Absolutely, yeah, it
0: <laughs> is, is definitely a bobcat. At the same time, for that reason alone, having experience around bobcats i'm gonna go see i'll put it a little higher um see between c and b but i think like it's probably not what people freak out about it but i think it's funny enough that like for some reason only those in arkansas are so concerned with like the noises that everyone else has been hearing and everyone else knows what that sound is and they're just like no it's it's the howler. And it's like okay, like,
1: if it's a bobcat. Bobcats are like not the most common, but they're found in every single county in Illinois. Like they have breeding populations in every single county in Illinois. If you've been to Cook County, Illinois, where Chicago is, you'd be like, "Where are their bobcats?" There are. They're there. They've been seen. They're very but, secret.
0: But,
1: but like North American river otters are currently in like the Chicago River right now.
0: Yes. Like, yes.
1: What you you'd never know. So. I don't know. If so, so, you can't claim that it's a cryptid just because it's a bobcat. I'm no big big cats. Cats in general, not cryptids. Not a fan of the howler mcgee. I I like him because he's cool. Worse than worse than rockslide mcgee. You know
3: that's any sound in the woods at night sounds terrifying.
1: That yes, exactly, exactly,
3: and especially if you're not used to the sound of a bound lion or you know a cat it would be frightening
1: you're a thousand percent correct absolutely
0: well again the the mind plays tricks i respect the fact that no one else like like for some reason arkansas specific was like we need to know what this is and everyone else is like it's a bobcat and they're like no i swear we need to know what this is
1: arkansas just never heard of bobcats before
0: yeah i think that's never heard of them (laughs) For that reason, I'm now jumping up to B tier. Also, (laughs) I do think the thing looks really cool. I've always loved the look of it. I think it's sick. I think it's just really cool. So, like, you know what? B for Bobcat. B for Bobcat. B for Bobcat.
2: B for Bobcat. Mm-hmm. (laughs) F.
0: For Bobcat. For Bobcat. (laughs) That's how you open your car. It's
2: just silent.
1: Oh. Yeah, the F is silent
0: for Bobcat.
1: It's like a PH situation. Like it sounds like an F, but it's really a B.
0: <laughs> it's an F. Oh. <laughs> so let's move on to a quick creature that is what I would say one of the weirdest looking on today's list. Located in mountains in Europe, specifically Germany, the Tatzelwurm is a beast that pops up very often in ancient folklore was stories that tell of it all the way back to the 17th century. Those stories tell of an odd creature with a long snake-like body, four thin limbs adorned with massive claws, a long spiked tail, a long neck, and the ability to breathe poison. Oh, and did I mention the cat face? Because I may have forgotten the cat face. Tetzelwurms were said to terrorize the mountains in which they lived, attacking both livestock as well as humans. It would seem as though the Tatsilverm is merely a piece of legend, if not for some of the weird sightings and evidence that's popped up as recently as the late 1900s. In particular, that decade saw a couple of skeletons, with one recently forwarded to a college in the year 2000. Whatever is going on in the Alps is weird, and according to some, maybe even deadly. How would y'all rate the Tatsilverm?
2: I think I'm gonna put it at A tier because A, it's really cool looking. It reminds me of a creature that comes like straight out of our Dungeons and Dragons campaign. And yeah. I've noticed that I'm really ranking all of these by based of how off of how they look. But uh it's cool. It's cool. Um and cat snakes
1: so yeah oh I was gonna rank it like pretty like middling I was probably gonna rank it in C tier but then you said cat snakes yeah. which is exact which is an accurate descriptor of what this yeah. is because it it literally is a snake with a cat head but a cat snake is a type of snake and I'm a big fan of that type of snake so I think that might bring up the ranking a little bit to a B tier
2: what did I
1: just put it at? I. You, you put it at C
2: tier? <laughs> I only
0: put yeah. it at C. I wasn't paying attention. This is, we're re- so bad at tiering. Holy cow. Maybe you should just tear it again.
2: Um, I'm going to tier it at an A tier.
0: An A tier? Loki, no, I I'm, think that's what she said, and I think you questioned it, CJ. Like, I can see your face.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: I'm, I'm, putting... ra- I'm uh, B-tier. I'm going to, I'm going with B here just cuz uh you know uh B for dyslexia. Uh,
3: <laughs> I'll probably go with an A as well. Um I don't know much about it, but it just looks cool and to be fair, if I could have it running around the house or like, you know, in my if if I had a castle, I would want that to protect my castle. It just looks cool.
1: After. Honestly, Honestly, like that'd be like a pre, like, like a like a star of like a herpetarium. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want to know. The, I want to know the origins of it. That's really what I want to know because I I bet there's like a logical explanation to why somebody like saw this. Because mm-hmm. there's some there's some cryptids that like I personally I have no way to justify. Like Rockslide McGee is just an avalanche. That's not that's I'm I'm poorly ranking Rockslide McGee.
3: You just keep putting him down
1: you know what i'm lowering it it's an f tier now <laughs> it's not gravity to be fair <laughs> um but yeah rock mcgee is no bueno but like there's things like bigfoot like i know for for sure there are evidence of there's evidence of bigfoot that has not been explained by science and like i can't justify saying that's not a real thing um but like i want to know the origins of this because like you think about like origins of dragons people just found dinosaur bones and couldn't necessarily explain it. That's why they show up in every culture cuz dinosaurs could be found everywhere. But like I want to know what the origins of this weird cat snake is.
2: How we know it's not a dragon?
1: I mean, All right.
0: <laughs> moving on. All right. <laughs> I'm going to put it at B cuz it looks sick, but I mean admittedly there's not a lot of substance there. You know, some of the stories behind some of the later stuff is, like, particularly, like, freakazoidal. It's just like, yeah, I think, like, probably some St. George crap went on. And they were like, whoa, the Tetzelwurm. No, not the mountain.
1: Not the Tetzelwurm. Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: It's like Gunther from (laughs) saying.
1: Oh, no, the Totsilver, what will I do?
0: Yes, so for that reason, I'm not going down to see because I don't like it. I don't (laughs) like it. I don't like that anymore.
1: No, not the Totsilver.
0: You take something so cool and make it sound so dumb. Yeah, like Rock Slide McGee. That was you, to be fair. That was you. Okay, the next cryptid we have is Bigfoot. I'm not even going to take the time to describe it, but again, you can't make a list of cryptids without including Bigfoot. One thing I do want to bring up before we hear it, though, is that if you look at the various folklore and cultures worldwide, there's such a massive percentage of them with either a Bigfoot or a book Bigfoot-like entity, which I find to be particularly fascinating. With that said, how we rank Bigfoot, I'm going to start with C because, like, I respect him, but he bores me. I'll admit.
1: See, I think it's fascinating. I've always been a primate person, like always. Like I studied like like New World primates and Old World primates when I was in high school, and like I'm fascinated. Like I studied humanities in college. Like I'm fully fascinated by like humans and like anthropology and I don't know. I am. Not necessarily convinced that Bigfoots are real, but I want to believe. I think Brittany was kind of talking about that feeling earlier. We're like, I'm not convinced, but I want to believe. So that's kind of how I feel about Bigfoot. Again, it's one of the big three. I'm ranking it higher than the Mothman, though, because the Mothman gives me a little bit of weird vibes. So I'm going with A tier for Bigfoot.
3: I, I would probably go S. Because there's just so many... There's so many stories, there's so many photos, videos, sightings, there's so many things that and, and it's all over. You you know, not everyone is hallucinating the same thing. They have to be seeing something, and then just at the fact that it's worldwide, it just makes it a little more believable. And it's just, why haven't we been able to find it? I don't know.
1: Well, see, honestly, the fact that it's worldwide takes it away a little bit from me. Because, yeah. like, if it w- if it was a localized species, then I could be like, oh, yes, the justification of it found it is because it's so localized, it's so niche to this one environment, we can't find it. But the fact that it's, but, like, I mean, I don't know, maybe there's a bunch of different species of, like, giant, hominid-esque primates.
3: Well, you can... Maybe you it's can... mystical.
1: I don't know. I have no way to explain it. And I think okay. that's why I have to rank it where I ranked it.
3: Do you go... With the theories of it being an interdimensional being, <laughs> or
1: that—that's well, that's fun. See, I—I I fully disagree with that theory, but that's that's way more interesting than <laughs> you know. Yeah. Rockslide yeah. McGee,
3: skunk ape in Florida, <laughs> got the Yowie in Australia. Yeah,
1: I'm familiar with the Yowie. I'm familiar. Yeah,
0: you got the Boggy Creek monster. Like everyone's got their own. It's split. like Yeti
1: and a bunch of different kinds. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, uh, at the why? beginning at the beginning of this episode, Matt asked Adam what his favorite cryptid is. And Adam field, tried to come up with some random I, freaking cryptid.
1: Rockslide McGee. It's
2: clearly not a favorite. Because the only one that he is, that he has uh, tiered high has been Bigfoot. And
1: Mothman I, was pretty I, high for Adam. Mothman was pretty high for Adam.
2: Yeah, but not S tier. And, and, not only that, but my household has many Mothmans all over it. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, I did know that about your household. There's, like, Bigfoots on that mug. Like,
2: <laughs> yes, we have Bigfoot Coaster, Bigfoot uh, Magnus, the- Big- we had a Bigfoot coaster. We had magnets. We have mugs. Adam wants a big, big foot, like, wooden statue to go in front of my house. That is where I've drawn the line. That's not happening right now.
1: So that but, means you're foot Bigfoot pretty highly, too, then. You're thinking, like, even higher than S. You're thinking, like, S+. Plus.
2: You know, me? I, just, I put yeah. an S. Adam, S+. Plus.
1: Okay. Sure.
2: I
3: love
1: him. He's a nice guy. He's That's a nice true. guy.
3: He's just a little misunderstood at
1: times. Yeah, he, he's like, just a little guy. It's his birthday.
3: I would be, you know. It's just a good party
2: trick.
0: Yeah. The whole point is, he's not a little guy. His name is Bigfoot. No, he's a big boy, but he's a you know, little
2: it's, guy. It's, it's, right? But yeah, I was say with an eye.
1: He's a big boy, but he's a little guy. Good lord. Anyway,
0: <laughs> on from Bigfoot. So I decided to choose the next one because for me, it actually brings me right on home to a state that I know and love very much. That is good old Illinois. Illinois certainly is no stranger to weird phenomenon because if you look at it, some of the most famous Bigfoot, Thunderbird, and even ghost sightings all hail from the land of Lincoln. In my opinion, though, the Enfield horror has to take the cake for one of the weirdest things to pop up in all of the state's history. So back in the 70s, the first sighting of the Enfield Horror, which is now known as the Henry McDaniel Encounter, took place at about 9.30 p.m. one night when Henry McDaniel returned home to his two children, who both said that something had tried to get in their house, citing a particular scratching sound at the door. Shortly after, McDaniel heard that very same sound himself, and he opened his door to see a gray thing with three legs, a short body, two small arms, and two pink flashlight sized eyes staring back at him as quickly as he opened the door he slammed it shut grabbed a gun shot it only for the beast to hiss and turn tail clearing at least 50 feet in three long leaps. the interesting part though is that mcdaniel called the police who came out to investigate the creature and sure enough they found the scratches Which seemed similar to dog or cat scratches, if not for the discrepancies between the number of toes and even the number of feet present. The tracks clearly showed only three feet, two the same size, one slightly smaller. What's even more peculiar, though, is the fact that just a half an hour before that sighting, a young boy in the very same town had been attacked by something that shredded at his clothes with what they described as long talons. A couple of others in the weeks past would be able to glimpse the beast as well. But as the word began to spread about the now deemed Enfield horror, there were consequences. Monster hunters began to flock to the town in such large droves that the local sheriff told McDaniel to hush about the creature. Otherwise, the town would be overrun by those monster hunters. The conflict almost got McDaniel arrested. Luckily, none of this pandemonium came to a head and the sightings randomly fezzle out. Residents of the town and nearby Mount Vernon, regardless, still maintain that something very weird was stalking the town that year. So what are our thoughts on our local beast?
3: It's a interesting story. I believe there's one similar about uh aliens coming to a house. I don't remember which what it was called, but I know that was happening for a while, but it's frightening that there's the evidence of all of the, the scratches and the other detailed reports to the police and things. I would probably go A. Animal, cryptid-wise, I wouldn't probably say no. I would probably say I would be more of an alien, but that's me.
2: So you're saying not cryptid
3: it's not an cryptid, alien but an alien Interesting. but it's still
2: an a
1: that's a pretty high rank isn't that the same ranking you gave mothman like that's pretty good
3: yeah. well it's a fun one it's
1: yeah have you fun. have you heard of this one before the story adam
3: yes uh yeah. i've heard of it and then i was saying there was another encounter that was similar to yeah. it that was okay. more along the lines of with extra
1: Yes, yes 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 i did hear that Brittany. how do you rank this bad boy
2: initially i put it at like an a tier because i think that the story is really cool um so i think i think i'm gonna keep at a tier because i think the story is pretty neat i question a lot of it and adam made me question putting it down further after the alien um talk what it's interesting i'll leave it at a
1: see again i'm, I'm coming in here i'm a skeptic when i first when you first were describing it you described it as like five limbed right so three legs two weird arms and like distinct I, like claw marks like a yeah distinct claw marks like a cat or I dog think you're-
0: going somewhere that i'm really hopeful you're going because i was going to bring it up if you didn't
1: i don't know i don't know what you're thinking i mean maybe we have different maybe we have similar trains of thought maybe we have different trains of thought the thing that like really stuck with me about your story though matt was that in the quote analysis of the scratches they only found three like they were like oh yeah there's only three paws that this animal has only has three feet so like genuinely and again this is me being a skeptic this is me creating a scenario to fit with this specific story which also is just as likely as this weird cryptid is my made-up story it could just be like a three-legged dog that was like shot with a bow and arrow and it's just like horribly wounded and it's just trying it's like in the same of like vein of like the lines of suit like suvo where it's like just trying to get food and just scratching at doors and hurting people just to get food this horribly wounded dog that's escaped that's my big brain thought um until you mentioned that uh it it only like the the evidence only had three paws i definitely thought that it could have just straight up just been a wolf um because the fifth leg could have just been a tail um <laughs> but i would love to hear your thoughts
0: so i was going to come in with an a because first of all the story behind it did
1: i even even rank it no you didn't hear it i'm going to put it in c tier middling
0: Yeah, that's fair i'm going to go with a because first of all it's one of those things to where like so much happened and so much was documented with it that it's hard not to say that something weird was happening like you know what that was But something weird, you know, a lot of times you can look at, like, different, like, stories, and it's like, oh, well, you just saw something that you slightly kind of got confused about, and then you got so scared that it ended up being something completely out of bounds. Um, The concept of threes in the animal kingdom is really weird, and with how highly corroborated that is, that is, like, no matter what, you're looking at an unnatural scenario. There's nothing that pops up with three legs. There's nothing, you know, that so whether it's a dog that's lost a limb or I actually listened to a podcast that discussed this creature before. And one thing that they threw out that I have not been able to get out of my mind is they threw out the potential idea of an escaped kangaroo.
1: Oh, wait, that actually makes so much sense.
0: Think about that.
1: Third tail slightly smaller. That makes so much sense. And then and only that, find the three limbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That and makes so much the, sense. The two
0: smaller. Yep. I just, and I have not been able to stop thinking about that, especially because I mentioned nearby Mount Vernon. They had at the same time, similar things where people were seeing like a long tailed baboon esque creature. Oh, okay. So it's a, so you're saying you're basically confirming it for me that it's a kangaroo. It very well could be, but at the same time, kangaroo in Illinois, I mean, there's like there's
1: like straight up invasive kangaroos and whales. So, like oh, yeah, you know, it's just doesn't matter
0: (laughs) for that reason. Like, no matter what went on, like, it was very real for the people there in a way that not often you see with folklore and stuff like that. And with how highly corroborated it is, that's why I think I give it an A probably. So I'm going to go about this next one quickly because I probably, you know, wouldn't really call it a cryptid per se. I don't know. The lines that some people draw is like I personally wouldn't it did come up in like a wiki, but like also like I think that was like a really loose definition of cryptid rather than something weird. But with that said, Le Loyon is a figure that upon reading it genuinely like haunted my dreams when I read about it. So Le Loyon, also dubbed the ghost of Malls, was a figure that haunted the Swiss town known as Malls. It was described as a tall, human-like entity, wearing a boiler suit, a cape-like cloak, and a gas mask that covered its face. No one ever saw its face. For ten years, Leiloyon's sightings occurred in a local forest nearby, where walkers would see the ghostly figure just walking along, sometimes even picking flowers. Loyon never seemed to show any aggression, but that didn't quell the fear that almost all viewers described as feeling. Which is a deep, curdling anguish that would bubble up within their chest cavities. Residents of Malls grew desperate until one day a photo of the figure of Le Leon was published in a local paper by an anonymous source. Some question whether or not this photo was a hoax or not, or whether or not Le Loyon is even still alive. As one day after the photo was published, a walker in those same woods stumbled upon. A gas mask and a cloak laying around with a note nearby that said the risk of a hunt for the beast becomes too great. Nobody since that that day has seen Le Loyon The question remains then, is Le Loyon still out there? Who or what is behind the ghostly apparition? And of course, more importantly, what do we rank it?
1: I'm gonna. I'm just gonna start where I started with Roxly McGee and put this bad boy in D tier. Um, first of all, this feels more like a ghost story than a cryptid story, so I feel like it shouldn't really be on this list. That's my hot take of the day.
0: Yes, I agree. But the but also, of it, it clearly it's, wasn't it's a ghost.
1: Been, it's just a person in a gas mask and a sheet, though, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's not anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> I. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure.
0: I mean, I'm sitting with you at D tier. Okay. <laughs> it's also just, like, kind of terrifying what happened. Like, it's so it's so ridiculously wild that, like, that's kind of why it slips in here. But also, like, it's a lot of the theories were, like, maybe it was, like, a human, like, and it's like, okay, well, who knows? But, like, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's one of the weirdest things I've ever read, and I disliked reading it every second.
3: I would probably have to say D, but like D plus, but mostly just because it sounds more like a a ghost. I know it's not really a cryptid, but it would sound more ghostly, but it's terrifying. I looked up a photo and if I saw that running around in the woods or anywhere near where I lived, I would move and I go ghost hunting i would move if i saw that around my house
0: that feels like a valid stance to have to be completely honest
2: yeah <laughs> i also put it d tier because it's not it's just it's not a cryptid and yeah yeah you guys y'all have listed literally the exact same reasons why i put it in d tier because it's, it's
1: trash I'm going to get, like, bullied. Like, Krypton's going to come to my house and bully me. It's what's going to happen. <laughs> all these cryptids are going to see yeah, me. Yeah, don't right? know. at <laughs> like of your house and you. No.
0: All like, that, these that was my grandpa. Ro-
1: Rockslide McGee, fake ghost lady, and all the eyeball truthers are just coming to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, this one, this one will be quick again, as anybody who wants to hear the full story of the Spectre Moose can go listen to our last crepted episode, Season 2, Episode 7. As a quick overview, though, the Spectre Moose is a massive, massive white moose located in Maine who may or may not also have supernatural powers, depending on who tells the story. No matter the teller, though, it was a hulking beast that would take Hunter's breaths away, either by shock of its sheer size or by killing them. So what do we rate the Spectre Moose? I'm going to go immediately with S. This is like my favorite. I love him.
1: I I think it's a cool guy. I think he's a cool guy. I'm a a big fan of a cool guy uh, C tier, though.
2: If I ranked the last one at a D tier because it's not encrypted, I'm also going to rate this one an F tier because... No, I'll say D tier for the same reason.
1: It's a a cryptid.
2: Oh, just a big moose that, depending on who tells the story, does or does not have magical powers? Now, if it does have magical powers, then yeah, cryptid and...
1: Oh, see, but I think think the other way around. I think if it's a magical moose, not a cryptid.
0: It was a massive white moose, which I might not have mentioned. No, I did. Massive white moose that nobody could kill.
1: Yeah, really? I think it's like I think it's like a like just a, an,
2: albino a, a, moose.
1: Yeah, that's giant for sure. But
2: have you ever seen a moose? They're giant. I have,
1: and I also have.
0: killed a guy.
2: You okay.
1: don't know me. <laughs> have, have you
0: seen a moose <laughs> <laughs> with a knife? Let me rephrase that.
1: It killed a guy with a knife.
0: Yeah, like, like in its hoof. Like a moose. No, like
3: knife.
1: You got a, <laughs> ho- a hoof slash. Yeah, hoof slash. Yeah.
0: No, oh, the Spectre moose rocks S tier. Disagree. Okay.
2: The knife image has put me up to a C tier.
1: We're we're still <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, 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 I'm sticking with C tier. I'm sticking with C tier. Adam, where you where are you putting this bad boy?
3: I'll say an A. But just because I would love to see a moose with a knife running around. <laughs>
2: But that's all we're saying. This is it's all it's all, it's an all. Yeah, is it, so it, so it's, a so, it's so
1: it's it's albino knife moose. Like, is that what we're ranking here?
0: A lot so. of people said it was ghost moose because they would shoot it and there would be no blood, just Maybe ghost moose.
3: Really bad with aiming.
1: Yeah, I totally. You guys, I totally hit it.
3: <laughs>
0: Eventually, someone <laughs> had to have hit it.
3: I would assume at least someone hit it, but then again, mooses are pretty beefy.
0: Mm. The plural of moose is actually meese.
3: Well, the measons mm-hmm. are no. beefy boys. It's yeah. just a Me-
2: moose. The, or Spectre a a cool the, the, spec- the
0: Spectre meese are a cool group of The Spectre
2: meese, yeah, absolutely.
0: How do you see why I say S? I love it. He's so good.
3: I would love to see it. If I saw an albino moose in the woods, I will definitely send you a photo of the Spectre moose. I like that. a knife on it
1: just toss a knife at it. And when you don't hit it, you'd be like, it's not bleeding. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, y- y'all are going to hate this next one. That's funny. Uh,
1: so this, this should be like the last one.
0: So this is another quick one because there's not a lot of hysteria surrounding it, but the Fresno night crawlers are one of the weirdest cryptids I can think of. So they're known mostly from a couple of surveillance camera images, which I will say I cannot verify the validity of so there's not a huge treasure trove of things like police calls and other panics surrounding it where they make up that difference though between other cryptids is just how weirdly bizarre they are so these they're these short white beings with two big black eyes amid what looks to be like the torso and short white legs with no arms frankly they look like a pair of white trousers gruesome eyes and walked away the presence of night crawlers is highly contested as many find them to be mostly a hoax, while others point potentially to the cosmos as an explanation for these weird little dudes. I would highly recommend checking out the Yosemite video as it pertains to them. Even though at this point it's past Labor Day, what do we wink these uh, white pairs of pants?
1: No, that's my night paralysis demon. That's an F tier, my guy. That is my night paralysis demon. <laughs> That is my knife paralysis demon. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Oh, God, that terrorizes me to no extent. F tier. Negative F tier. Z tier. Z tier.
0: (laughs) Z tier. (laughs) It's brutal. Brutal.
2: I I was putting it at F tier because it literally just looks like someone took a really big pair of pants and just... (laughs) No man, my-
1: no. That's my night. That's my sleep paralysis demon. That's don't make make be fun serious. of him. He'll get you. He'll get you. Don't make fun of him. He'll get, get you.
0: Definitely watch a video of them because, like, you can so clearly tell that it's probably just a puppet. But they walk weird. And
1: then no man, no. That's my sleep paralysis it's demon. So we don't mess funny. with him. They're we don't so mess with him. No. No, A no, lot of the no.
0: artwork you can find about the night crawlers too, like that's where like cryptid like artwork is the best. Like people give them like stilettos and stuff. Like I think they're hilarious.
3: I would go an S tier. I almost picked them for instead of the uh, night slider, the rock Sliding slider. E. Yeah,
2: Sliding I was e. almost
3: going to pick the Fresno night crawler. I just think they're funny. Like they're definitely a goofy-looking I possibly alien. Who knows? But they're just so funny. And if I saw that coming towards me in like a, you know, frightening I've, I've, way, I've, like,
1: I've seen them come towards me. My guy, you don't want to.
3: I would probably just give them a hug. You no, know, you don't nah, have any arms, so absolutely
1: like not. Really absolutely not,
3: absolutely not. Hug before you could change their lives. No. (laughs) Maybe that's all they need. Just a hug. Just a hug. Do you think they they hug hug with their legs in like a weird
1: (laughs) They do. That's how they squeeze you. That's how they get you.
3: I just want to give the pair of pants a hug. No. No. We're moving on. No.
0: I think they're funny. They are. They're funny, Brittany. You said F. I don't remember. I think Brittany said F. Brittany did say F. Yes. CJ said Z. Brittany said F. So we're averaging. If we were to compile everything, probably around like a J between. Yeah, (laughs) close, close, close to J, close to to J.
1: J. To
3: balance it out. Or what about H for hug?
0: Yes. Uh, How about P for pants? (laughs) Anyway. All right. Our last one comes to us from the deep south deep down in the bayous of Louisiana, it does have a similarly weird religious-slash-ancestral blend behind it. Louisiana is a really fascinating region. It's widely associated with voodoo, which is actually a folk religion from Haiti, as well as Catholicism, among many other religions and cultures. Unlike the rest of the world, though, these cultures and religions, from Black to Acadian to Native, all have blended and created a region with folklore as distinct as its food. One of the most fascinating and terrifying products of this blend is the latiche, a creature that's said to inhabit the swamps of the state. The latiche pops up in folklore in a couple different ways. For Native Americans in the region, they speak of the latiche as a half-human, half-gator, that is, an abandoned child that is taken in by gators, and as they raise him, he turns into a more gator-like entity. In Cajun and predominantly Catholic tradition, on the other hand, the Latiche is a spirit that comes from the unbaptized, illegitimate infant or child that ends up in the swamp, becoming more and more gator like as it spends eternity there. These gator boys, unfortunately, do not see a later boy, and instead, they have a distinct proclivity towards dragging souls into the swamp with them. They love to, especially, turnover boats bringing people down to the depths alongside them regardless of whether or not you believe that there are haunted souls bringing mayhem to the bayou the latish is certainly one of the most fascinating pieces of folklore to come out of a really truly folklore rich area so let's round up today's tier list with our latish ratings
1: what, whatever i ranked the the ozark howler i'm ranking this because it's clearly just a, an alligator like it's very clear, like literally, it's it's very clearly just an alligator.
0: Um, no, oh, fully, it's unbaptized alligator. Remember? Yeah,
1: I don't think most alligators are baptized. To be fair, but
0: God, there's so many Leticias. <laughs> then holy crap!
1: But I, I I would probably put this in the same tier I put that in, which I believe was D tier. I'd probably say C.
3: They sound fun and interesting and. Okay, if I was going off of just a photo, I would say "S because that's just cool,
1: I mean, yeah, that's fair would it's, I want not to, a, it's not not a not a real animal
3: would so I want it's... to spend a night in the woods looking for it no, that's fair. that's just cool. and I would hope he would fight crime on his nights off, like on his nights,
1: yeah, him, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael,
3: yeah, like him and his brothers just go around fighting crime and there's a cryptid super squad.
1: The
2: Ranking wise, I'm putting it at a D, but I don't have a reasoning. I just feel like that's where it deserves to go.
0: D for deserves. D for deserves. <laughs> D, for deserves. <laughs> D for done with this episode. <laughs> I'll give it, I think, an A, because I love that region. And so for that reason, like, the Latiche is kind of like just as the Ruguru, like looking at its inception, is very reminiscent of just the inception of Cajun Creole culture in general. Uh, the Latiche feels very similar to where you have all these things that come together, like different spices and rices and all that, um, and create something really, really fascinating on the other side. Uh, so I think I said A, I'll go A. So. There you have it, folks. That is our cryptid tier list for today. Uh, whether you're interested in nightcrawlers or Letitia's, or you don't care about us at all, we would love for you all to see kind of what we're doing in our individual lives to get to know us just a little bit more. You can do that by going to see what we do on social media. Brittany, CJ, and Adam, where can people find you on the Meads?
1: You can find me on the social meds at that's cj.greco, that's Um, and probably in the next week or so, I'll be posting my uh, spooky pumpkin, doing a pooky spunkin, a carving. So my pooky spunkin, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but maybe an animal of some kind. I did a shark and I did a rhino last year, so maybe I'll do another pooky spunkin. <laughs>
2: You can find me on Instagram at the Brittany Bunch, T-H-E, B is and Bird, R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, underscore B is and Brichter, U-N-C-H. Um, you will probably also find lots of pumpkin carving photos over the next month because I always end up doing more than one. Um, and I've got some fun, exciting stuff coming up too. So stay tuned for that.
1: You can I find Matt on Instagram at M-A-T-T, V as in
0: Victor, Victor <laughs> Who knows? I will be carving pumpkins if I remember to post a picture of them. You will absolutely see them. In addition, if you'd like to see what we all do as a unit, you can go follow us on the at, rather. You can go follow us at the Birdie Bunch podcast on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook and you can also go find us on our website, www.TheBirdieBunchPodcast.com. There you can find resources. You can find links to our merch store. You can also find links to our Patreon. We really appreciate if you'd support us in some way. Thank you, Gabe Lee. by the way, for being our patron. If you can't support us with those merch store codes or you can't support us with the, um, with the Patreon link, you know, sometimes financials are a little bit hard. I can also say you can always support us by leaving a review. If you leave a five-star review, we'll read it out on the podcast. But even if you don't have any good things to say about us whatsoever, we would love to hear from you all. Reason being, we just want to make this a better podcast for everyone involved. and That includes you, the listener. In addition, if you'd like to help us out and kind of follow along with us in this storytelling endeavor for the next month, definitely share this podcast with a friend with a family member, with a foe, who knows? The most important thing about you know this is you know we're trying to always reach as many people as possible. We would love to have as much of an audience as possible. And we can't do that without y'all. So even just saying, hey, I've never heard of the Latish before. Why don't I send that to my friend? That helps us in ways that you could never, ever truly fathom or imagine. And we're so grateful for everyone who's already Taken those steps and done the same thing to do uh, this big old project alongside of us. Um, before we head out for the end of this episode, is there anything else we need to mention, CJ, Brittany, or Adam?
1: Happy Spooky Bunch! Gets, Welcome
0: back to the Spooky Bunch, y'all.
1: Let, let's get it spooky in here.
0: It's very spooky.
3: <laughs> Ooh!
2: Ooh! This is
0: Ghost Brittany.
2: That's all I had to
0: contribute. Thank you. Super spooky. Oh, what? Oh, my gosh. Not the utatsil worm. No,
1: the tatsil worm. No. <laughs>
0: Anyways, thanks because for joining us on this. The head of a this.
1: cat, not the tatsil worm. No. <laughs> the head of a cat and body of snake. No, tatsil worm. Leave me alone. Not your poison. Total verm stop it!
3: Romanian,
0: CJ. I love the talk. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for joining us on this first leg of the Spooky Bunch, folks. Tune in next week for more, more spooky content. But for now, we'll catch you next time.
1: Ooh.
0: Because it's spooky.
1: Uh, also, also Adam, so thanks so much for being here. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for we, having me. We appreciate your cryptid expertise. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't go that Very far.
3: Very truly.
0: Except for CJ. <laughs> CJ clearly I, did not.
1: I mean, I appreciated it because I was going... Like, there's some of these that I ranked incorrectly. I need you to know I would have ranked them differently if I wasn't a skeptic for this episode. <laughs> but I had to commit to the bit.
3: Well, now we got to start again.
1: Oh, God, no.
3: get, your, get your real
1: absolutely not i'm going to sleep
0: thanks so much all you nature lovers for listening to yet another episode of the birdie bunch podcast
1: we would especially like to thank sarah dunlap for designing our art for our episodes as well as connor women for producing our music
2: The mission of the Birdie Bunch podcast is to inspire an inclusive community for conservation by using education to promote fascination.